I want to wait until my outside circumstances change to feel the way I want to feel when I could choose that now and enjoy the journey a lot more. It's not going to make it easier, but it won't feel like such a struggle. I'm not doing it for an end result because I always tell my clients, I'm like, the brain you have now, if it tends to anxiety, you show up with the same brain at your phantom finish line, you're going to feel anxiety. Welcome to the Infinite Franchisee Show podcast. The show for franchisees and small business owners who want to exchange the hustle and never-ending tasks of being a business owner for a life of swag, a life of sanity, wealth, and gratitude. I'm your host, April Porter, and I get it. Owning franchise locations is hard, and keeping your sanity while doing it well, that's even harder. I have been there. I opened my first business with no business experience but I managed to find my swag operating four franchise locations and only working five hours a week on the business. Today, as an empire building strategist, I mentor franchisees and small business owners across the world, showing them it is possible to own a successful business while living a life full of swag. Look, business ownership is messy and it's frustrating but you don't have to give up on the dreams you had when you first started your business. In this podcast, you'll learn how easy it can be to achieve everything you want. Let me show you the way. This week's episode of The Infinite Franchisee, I am really excited about this guest because she has a background that is near and dear to my heart, helping people through health consulting and paying particular attention to energy and sleep and all the things that really define our quality of life much more than we give it credit for. And so I'm happy to introduce Tanessa Shears, who is a kinesiologist and a certified sleep science coach. And We're going to get into it. We're going to get into all that. But she helps entrepreneurs double their energy and focus so they can make more money in their business with her 12 Becoming Limitless protocols. She works closely with business owners to eliminate brain fog and wake up well-rested so they can get more done in less time, maintain consistent, stable energy throughout the day, and feel better than they have in years. Welcome, Tanessa. We're excited to have you. Hey, thanks for having me on. This is going to be a great conversation. (laughs) It is, it is. So as you know, most, well, of our, I think most of our listeners are small business owners, perhaps with the exception of my 12 year old nephew who listens religiously every week. (laughs) That's so cute. So, okay. So I love what you're doing, right? I mean, we all need more energy. It seems like these days we're stretched so thin. And where do you find that your clients I know you're a sleep science coach, but is that where you find that your clients are actually having the most imbalance or is that just one of the many factors? It's just one of the many factors and everyone comes in at such a different starting point. Some people are like, I work through lunch all the time. I don't eat until three in the afternoon. Some people haven't, you know, done any type of movement, walking, exercise in forever. But I find that sleep is kind of that united foundation, which you kind of get that figured out. It makes everything else easier. So it's kind of one of those places to start that I love because it's free and you're doing it anyways. And the benefit of making it better is so good that it's like, it's a no brainer to start there, especially we'll have full schedules, right? Last thing we want to think about is like, oh my gosh, another thing to think about, another thing to try to prioritize. So I always like to start in the place with the least friction and it's like sleep works for that. 
I love that. In fact, when I was, when I owned our kickboxing gyms, we did a challenge. That was one of the ways that we introduced people to the gym and we created it. The very first thing that I focused on with people was water, right? Again, same idea, like the least amount of friction. It's usually pretty accessible to people. You can drink it, you know, on and on and on. But sleep was always a part of the conversation. What do you find is the biggest inhibitor to people being able to get the rest that they need as an entrepreneur. I think it's that underlying conversation we have with ourselves of like, I just got to check in one more time. Or what if there's a fire that I have to put out? Or I'm just going to get a couple more hours done because then I can get through my checklist and then I will finally feel accomplished for the day. I'll feel like I have done enough. And that is such a little insidious thought. I have a lot of clients that say like, I never feel like I've done enough at the end of the day. So they end up escaping with phone scrolling or escaping with like overconsumption of alcohol or food at the end of the night. And they end up breaking down their sleep quality, which has them showing up the next day, feeling already behind. They're tired. They're emotionally stressed out. They're not able to manage their mood. They're not thinking clearly. They get behind during the day and the cycle starts rolling. And so I always love to get in there and be like, okay, wait, if we can just, we can just get your brain cleared up, get you clear, get you focused and get your brain working as it's supposed to work. Everything else gets easier. Then you're not running behind all the time. And, and then also pairing with that, defining what the heck enough is. I feel so many of us go through our days like, I've got stuff to do. Yeah, but how much was realistically going to get done today? And did you do that? And defining what that enough is so that we can turn our brains off. Yeah, we actually talk about that in our program as well. And what I like to tell my clients is, you will actually never have a day, never, in the like for the rest of your life. And it doesn't matter if it's in your business or if it's in your like house, like maintaining your household or having all your errands done or whatever it is, but there's never going to actually be a day in your lives where at the end of the day, you're like, you know what? I don't have a single additional thing to do. Like I have, I have marked every possible thing off my to-do list. And so if we really, and, and you're, and you're nodding your head, right? I mean, we know this, but if we really think about it, it's like, okay, so if I'm always going to have more to do tomorrow, does it matter if I have this 30 minutes that I'm going to try to either not eat lunch or, or I'm going to stay up two hours later to try to get more done? It's not that two hours isn't really going to make a dent, yeah. but your sleep could make a dent in your, like in the way that you feel as far as a positive dent, right? I mean, I've never met an entrepreneur that's hit the end of their projects or their to-do list. And like that list is always going to be there. So that's why I'm really big of fan of deciding what can get done in a day so that you can make peace at the end of the day being like, I did what I could today and tomorrow I'll wake up and get back to it again. Instead of thinking like, I'll feel better about myself if I can get three more things squeezed into this last crevice of the day. You know what I mean? So it's very much what you said of just this idea of like, it's not ever going to end. So it's us that has to put a cap on the day and be like, that's good for today. And tomorrow I'll pick it up again. Right. Right. And we create these phantom deadlines as well. Right. There's like, most of us are not working for the daily profit. You know, we don't have a publishing deadline at the end of the day. So this whole urgency that we're operating under is a self-made urgency that actually doesn't have a cutoff time, which is why we run into burnout because it's just nonstop urgency to create or to reach some kind of phantom finish line that doesn't exist. 
Yeah. Well, and I think we tell ourselves that phantom finish line comes with a feeling. And if I could just get to this phantom finish line, then I'll have space for exercise. Then I'll be able to take care of myself. Then I'll be able to spend time with my partner or be present or all of that kind of stuff. But the horizon's always moving. And I think as long as we always say that thing over there is what will make me feel freedom, make me feel calm, make me feel peace, then we're always going to be chasing something we'll never reach. I always like to come at it from like, no, this is a decision I make on the inside. Why do I want to wait until my outside circumstances change to feel the way I want to feel when I could choose that now and enjoy the journey a lot more? It's not going to make it easier, but it won't feel like such a struggle. I'm not doing it for an end result because I always tell my clients, I'm like, the brain you have now, if it tends to anxiety, you show up with the same brain at your phantom finish line, you're going to feel anxiety. If you feel stressed now, you're going to show up feeling stressed. If we don't learn how to manage the way we live our life now, it's going to be so disappointing when we get to that end goal, because then you're just going to start looking for something else to create that feeling, never recognizing that it was your job to create it the whole time. That's so insightful. And I love what you said right there at the end is it's your job to create it the whole time. And you And taking it one step further, you actually have the power to create it. And you have the power to create it today instead of whenever, you know, what I like to say is it'll get better when. That thing that we tell ourselves, well, it'll get better when I hit six figures. It'll get better when I, you know, hire my next person who can support me. The reality is the habit, it's a habit. You're in a pattern and it will not get better until you decide you are no longer going to accept the way it is. Oh, I love that. It's so true. It's like we have to decide how we want to think on purpose and then practice it. It's a skill that takes <laughs> practice. I think it's so interesting. Sometimes we're like, well, okay, I'm aware of it. Now what? But we've also got to practice being like, okay, if I want to feel freedom, what thoughts come with that? And also, you know, pairing that with strategy. I don't think it's just a strategy game all the time. I think it's that little bit, that internal, like generating that from the inside and pairing it with what's happening on the outside. Oh, 100%. And we just had a wonderful experience last week in our program where we invited a holistic doctor in to do some breath work and some like not calming of the nervous system. And what we'd been talking about is that, you know, I'd been encouraging some of my clients to just journal and get all those feelings out. I think that's something people take for granted is the or maybe not for granted, but people don't necessarily understand the power of actually taking all of those thoughts that are rolling around in your brain and getting them out, even just by writing them down. That doesn't mean you have to talk to somebody about it. You can talk to somebody about it. You could even talk to yourself about it out loud. But the physical act of getting that stuff just out of your body, those thoughts in on paper, spoken out into the world, I find has a real calming effect. You know, it's like, it's like they're stuck in a pen inside your brain and you just opened the gate and now whoo, everything can kind of calm down. It gives you a little bit better perspective. Yeah. I, I love that. I had a client just the other week and she was like, she's moving states with her business right now. So there's a lot of logistics oh. that go into that. And she was like, I am overwhelmed. I just am like burying my head under a pillow. I don't want to do anything. And I was like, okay, well, like, Let's get it all out. That's the first thing I said. And that's what I like. I use Trello. There's a hundred systems out there, but I always say like, leave all the information in your brain to Trello. Your brain is for much more important things than carrying around details and facts. Like let that be the job of a piece of paper, a planning system, a notepad, something else. I love that. I love what you just said. That like, Your brain is 
meant for much bigger, more important things, right? So get that out. That is just awesome. Okay, so you have your 12 protocols of becoming limitless. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so they are set up to explore all the different areas that contribute to getting our brain up in peak performance. So I always think like, if I can get our brains up to 90% of, of their function, of what they're supposed to do, of how they're supposed to work, how much better would that feel if, by contrast, we're all sitting around 50 to 60% right now, right? So each protocol goes through a different aspect. Like the first one's really focusing on sleep. So there's things that we look at specifically. Like most of us just think, I close my eyes and I wake up. But there's so much that happens in between in terms of quality. Like I'll give you an example. While we sleep, we dream. It's called REM sleep, rapid eye movement. And I think this is should be a priority for all entrepreneurs for this reason. When we get enough REM sleep, our problem-solving skills increase. And as does our ability to think outside the box. As business owners, our businesses depend on our ability to solve problems and think outside the box. If we're lacking REM sleep, you're directly affecting your ability to take charge in your business. Not only that, my ability to read facial expressions and body gestures is improved with REM sleep. If you're working with a team, if you've got clients or customers, if you're a coach or consultant, whatever, even with your team, like I want to know is what I'm saying connecting? What am I not picking up verbally? What, what cues am I missing? Because that is going to make you a better leader. And then lastly, Getting enough REM sleep helps with your emotional stability. We've all woken up from a short sleep and felt feisty, irritable, cranky, don't make good decisions. We know we're not as nice. So I want to be in emotional integrity. I want to wake up in the day being centered and grounded. And when you don't get enough REM sleep, studies have shown that you're more likely to swing into short-term thinking and also more into the negative. So if you're perceiving things more negative than they actually are. And entrepreneurship, business owning is problem solving. So I want to be able to get an email in my inbox and go into my logical problem solving brain, not my freak out, hairs on fire. I lost a whole day spinning out in overwhelm. Like I just don't have time for that. And so sleep, it's not just about closing your eyes and hitting the stats. It's literally about who you are as an entrepreneur. It depends on your sleep. I feel this so deeply. I recently experienced a a stint of where I was not getting good sleep. And I will tell you, I am a sleeper. Like I go to bed, my face, I mean, my head hits a pillow, I fall asleep. You know, I have like an internal clock. I generally wake up around the same time each day, but for the most part, I will like sleep through the night. If I wake up, it's to run to the bathroom. I'm back asleep again, right? I'm, I'm good sleeper except for recently. And of course there's lots of different things going on in, you know, different stages of life that can interfere with your sleep. But I was, I could tell those things that you're talking about, right? That like, I'm not, I wasn't quite as sharp as I normally am. And just feeling like truly exhausted. Like, I mean, it's weird. Like you said at the beginning, you know, when you're in your early twenties, I mean, we used to operate on like three hours of sleep after, you know, partying all night long, dancing, drinking, you get up and you'd be like, good to go. And man, I don't know if it's our perception of, oh, we're getting older and this is like, you know, kind of like that self-fulfilling prophecy of this is what you're supposed to be like when you're old. And so it naturally happens or if it really is, if it really is just naturally happening. But either way, I find that our sleep, that sleep means a lot more now to functionality throughout the day than it ever has before. And that was just me rambling about it. I mean, that 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 didn't actually have a purpose to share 
Don't you and, find you use your brain more now than you did in your early 20s? Like, despite the fact I was in university at the time, but like my brain is used for such higher thinking, bigger impact, like actually like getting in there and changing people's lives. Whereas before I was just memorizing facts out of a textbook when I was in my early 20s. So I don't know, maybe that has something to do with that little bit of shift and where you want to prioritize your energy. I don't know. That wasn't the case for me. I've always had been use, using my brain to like insane amounts. Yeah. But I mean, all of that to say, like, I really did take my ability to sleep well for granted, which came to light during that time. And part of it too, I had started a new project. I was traveling a lot. It was super exciting and like so many ideas and so many things running around in your brain. And that's probably my biggest, and I know a lot of entrepreneurs can probably relate to that. It's not the, oh, I have one more thing to do. It's the like strategy. It's the constant like, ooh, okay, we could do this. We could do that. All right, what about this? And then the the nonstop ideas. And, and then, and I've learned I have to write it down. Like I got up in the middle of the night the other day and sent myself an email. So I wouldn't forget all of the great con, like all the great ideas that had just hit me when I finally relaxed, which I think is part of the key. And what you're saying is sometimes that's the key to us unlocking the answer to our to our problem solving, our troubleshooting, our strategy is giving yourself that opportunity to completely decompress. Yeah, exactly. And it goes also to looking at what we're doing in that time before sleep. Like, I feel like the way a lot of us treat sleep as if we're human doings during the day. It's like, send an email, get on a Zoom call, review a contract, whatever it is, is go, 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 go. And then we hit, okay, bedtime. And we think our brain should just turn off like that. But I like to think like, if how we are during the day is like being on a fast moving freeway, then going to sleep is like slowly reversing your car into the garage. Now, wouldn't it be scary if your garage was positioned at the end of the freeway because you'd crash right through it, right? And it's no wonder there's that kind of, that lack of transition. So like, I think of it like when you're driving, like you get off the off-ramp, you go on the smaller highways, residential streets, you pull up. It's a slowing down of your car process, right? As you get into the smaller residential neighborhoods. Well, I like to think that with what my brain is doing. And so I'm very conscious of the inputs in my environment in that time before bed. And this isn't just the typical inputs that we think of like, oh, social media, watching TV, listen to podcasts, like those are all types of input, but also temperature, light, like color of light, intensity of light, like all of these different things are, are, are helping our body wind down. So I really like to think of like, how can I slowly prep my body for good sleep? And part of that is what you said, writing stuff down, like being in your brain without other people's brains input, you know, no other podcasts coming in just with your own thoughts, getting your own ideas out. is such a nice practice to put in your evening and kind of wrap up the day. I love that. I love what you're saying there. And I, I imagine I personally don't have children, but I know that having children is another, you know, define the meaning of it, but it's another complication to the sleep formula. They make it it's harder to get factor. high quality sleep. Yeah, it's another factor in the formula, right? Whereas my formula is, okay, I have all this stuff from work. Maybe I have some friends and, and my spouse in my formula. And then, you know, maybe some to-do list of personal things or desires. But I don't have to manage that, all of those things for many humans as well, mm -hmm. right? So, and I know, we all know, I mean, I think there is a shift happening in our society, but for so many years, 
all of that managing of that stuff for many humans fell mostly to women, regardless of how wonderful relationships were just because of our patterns and programming and all of the things that have gone along generationally. So that can be another factor. How do you talk to your clients about feeling like they have cared for their children's needs and they've Mm -hmm. given to their children, but then they've also been able to create a boundary to make time for themselves for that wind down piece of the puzzle and then ultimately the sleep. Yeah. Well, so keep in mind, I'll frame this with, I have an 18 month old and a four year old. So I am in the thick of the beginning when the sleep should be the hardest, but I actually found that my sleep got better after I had kids. And the reason for that is it puts structure in where there was none before. Meaning, I mean, if anybody has kids, they know that there's a bedtime routine and, you know, like generally sleep time is at the same bracket, the same window. It forced structure into my evenings. Whereas before, you know, I'd be up till 11 one night and then nine and then stuff like this. And so I actually used that as an anchor point to kick off my own self-care. So if my kids are down at eight, then that's kind of like, okay, here I'm ready to pivot into me. And so then I use that next hour to read, to decompress, to change the color of the light bulbs, to make them red so that my brain is cued to sleep. Have that wind down time, maybe do some breath work, do a a little bit of a meditation or a sound bath. And so I have actually used that to pivot into it. And I know a lot of people find that you're right. Kids do take up a lot of our time, but at the same point, like I've blended them into so many of my routines because you think about this, like we logically have routines for kids, but we don't have them for ourselves and their brains respond to things the same way ours do. They respond to light. They respond to input. They respond to temperature all the same. So I actually had fun biohacking my kids along the way. Cause I was like, Hey, we're all sleeping good together here. And it was, I mean, it wasn't perfect and it wasn't the smoothest right off the bat, but Hey, you know, when you get really good routines established, it sets the stage for just healthy habits through the whole family, right? That's what, yeah, that's so good. I do think that's the one thing that I think a lot of people and a lot of entrepreneurs that I struggle with, particularly women who've worked so hard all day long, or maybe they are letting their work creep in. They're not setting a great boundary on their end time of day. And then that creeps into family time and then they feel guilty. And so then they take the structure away because they're trying to spend more time and and every minute with the kids before they everybody's supposed to go to bed at the same time and kids do respond to structure we respond to structure i love what you're saying it makes a lot of sense and i would encourage anyone listening who's found themselves just going and going and going driving that car down the freeway like you said and then crashing into the garage at night like what if you did create that routine? What if you did turn off on the exit ramp and that was your time to get the kids settled? And then you went through the residential streets and that was your time to settle. Yeah. It's such well, a beautiful analogy. Right? I, and I, I love what you said there. And to, to go off that, like we all became business owners for freedom, some type of freedom, time freedom, schedule freedom, emotional, whatever it is. Right. But in a way, by not taking care of ourselves, we never feel the way we want to feel. And so if you're always exhausted, drained, and tired, I don't think that's what we signed up for. Like, I don't think any of us went down this path to feel constantly over 
stimulated cortisol like you can't turn off and like you're waking up in the middle of the night reviewing your to-do list. That's not what we signed up for. And so a lot of us, we go back to that phantom deadline you said. There's this end goal where this finally ends. But if you don't build your business in a way that allows you to even just sleep, and nothing is going to change when you hit your goal. And it's not like there's going to be this time when all this time for you is up for you to do all this stuff because other projects will come in. So I always look at like, it's intimidating sometimes, especially if you're used to working until late at night and that's the only time you get. And it doesn't have to be this like ultimatum, that's it, hard boundaries. What about the idea of doing a one week experiment where you leave yourself half an hour before bedtime that is decompression time that isn't involved in more input or 15 minutes. If 30 minutes still sounds scary, 15 minutes. And then what I like to do is go through the week and you've now done that successfully for a week and you have had the experience of 15 minutes of space. Then decide, do I like this experience enough to keep it or do I want to go back? Because you can always go back. But I like to make the decision having had both experiences because most of the time you get that little bit of space and you're like, it was nice. And then you try 30 minutes and it's this like layering effect. And that is how you create sustainable lifelong health protocols that fit in during a launch, the busiest season, a promotion, whatever it is, it's you have to create sustainability in that instead of being like, that's it. We're going to eat different. We're exercising different. We're going to bed an hour and a half earlier. It's just, it, it never works. For, I would say 99% of people, it doesn't work. And so taking our ego out of it and being willing for it to take longer, but for it to be sustainable, I think is the, the thing most of us are missing. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, in times of change, it, it, they've changed so gradually for so many of us that we don't really register it. But, you know, when we were kids, like in my household, we didn't even have a cable TV. So there was like the three networks to choose from at night, right? And half the time you're like, nothing's on. And so you'd turn off the TV and maybe read a book. I mean, there was, and now, like you say, we're just getting inputs from everywhere. And it's it's not, if we just stop and think about it, it's not a secret why anxiety is up, why depression is up, why all of these mental health issues are really more common. In fact, I think at today's day and age, as we become more educated and more open to discussing mental health, you'll find that the rare thing would be to find someone who doesn't actually, isn't challenged by any type of mental health challenge throughout the day, whatever it may be, mild to severe. And so what you're saying is so important. And, and it's like, it's not really our job to convince people. So if you're listening right now, you've got to convince yourself that your health is worth this and that maybe it's worth reevaluating your routines to say, where do I have that 15 minutes? Do, can I, can I commit to that today to try to decompress before actually going to bed and just see how that makes you feel? I think that's an amazing strategy, Tanessa, to really introduce this into people's lives. And then I'm sure that those who do are going to see amazing results. And then the next question is going to be, well, how do I how do I expand on this? So how would they get in touch with you, Tanessa? Yeah. So if you're like digging this kind of content, I have a podcast called Becoming Limitless. And each episode, I take one health hack, how it affects your business and how you can apply it. So that would be the perfect 
one small thing to change at a time. Because we usually know like, oh yeah, it's definitely my sleep. Oh no, it's it's my food. Like we know where to start. So that's a really good place for that. But beyond that, I am on Instagram at Tanessa Shears. I hang out there. At, I love posting content, how-to tips, mindset, ask answering questions. I'm really active in the DMs. If you want to come say hi, I'm over there at Tanessa Shears. That's awesome. Well, everyone check Tanessa out. She's got a ton. I mean, this was a great conversation, just the depth that we went to in regards to just sleep, but that's just one factor. That's just one factor. So check her out and make a commitment to yourself today to take one step that is just for you and your health, right? You're the only one, you are the one with the power to make that change. So thank you so much for joining us today, Tanessa. It was great to get to know you and go be limitless, everyone. We'll talk to you soon. Here we go. Thanks for listening to the Infinite Franchisee Show. If you had a breakthrough from listening to this episode, leave us a five-star review and share it with your business owner friends. If you liked what you heard here, I have more content in other places. You can find me on YouTube and over on Instagram. Join my free Facebook group, Franchisee Tips and Tricks, where I teach weekly business lessons for free. You can also learn about ways you can partner with me and work with me for a season of your business. Get more information at AskAprilPorter.com. I'll see you in the next episode. And until then, never settle for anything less than infinite success. Thank you.